This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy, and we've got another awesome podcast for you. So today I bring on Vanessa. She runs a very popular Instagram channel that she has. Uh, she also has a YouTube and other social media presence, but uh, we connected over social media because she's diving deep into uh, fun civil engineering stuff. And she does a lot of fun posts about civil engineering. And I thought it would be fun to have Vanessa come onto the show and talk about her, her experience with social media, how that's working out for her, why she started it, and really um, these creative outlets that civil engineers are finding to express themselves in this world of civil engineering that we're in. And, uh, you know, you could be a part of that, too. So I love seeing it. Uh, she is uh, heavy into trans uh, transportation engineering and loves what she's doing. She's uh, heavily involved in the ASCE and uh, really takes up a lot of time there. She's preparing for her PE exam, so we talk about tips related to, the, to that as well and her journey uh, into the world of civil engineering and what she's doing to prepare for the PE exam as well. I just had a fun conversation. I just thought it was really fun. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, Vanessa jumps on to talk about her social media presence, her experience with ASCE, studying for the PE, and more, and it's all coming up right after this. We'll see you in a minute. All right, Vanessa, I'm excited to talk to you today. Thanks for jumping on the Civil Engineering Academy podcast today. Thanks for having me, Isaac. Yeah, I'm excited. We kind of connected through social media. I noticed what you've been putting out there, and it's been fun to watch it. Um, I wanted to bring you on and, and kind of talk about that a little bit, but uh, really just know more about your background and and uh, see how you're growing. But um, before we jump in, I always love to ask how you found yourself into the world of civil engineering. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, actually, I stumbled accidentally into civil engineering. Uh, I did not know that engineering really was an option for me. I I knew I liked math and science, and I know that's a common thing that a lot of people say, mm -hmm. but I was never offered or told that civil engineering or engineering in general was something that I should pursue, which I found pretty interesting. Um, but uh, a Can family I ask friend, what they were yeah. asking you to pursue? Were they giving you advice? They honestly, like my parents, for one, they they were open to whatever I wanted to do as long as I enjoyed it. So I'm glad they didn't push me in any direction. But they also didn't, they were surprised that I even chose engineering. They're like, oh, I didn't know that's something that you would like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, the counselors, like I was in, you know, honor societies in high schools, but nobody thought to offer or suggest engineering to me until I was involved in um, a local Filipino-American cultural group. And I talked about how I really liked these subjects in school. And mm. then they said, why don't you try engineering? And I, 
again, had no idea. I completely stumbled across this. I had no idea that this was an option for me whatsoever. Um, and this was during the time of, you know, the recession between like 20, uh, 2007 to 2012. Like there was, oh, yeah. it was kind of hard really at that time. Um, so I actually just went to community college, although I did get into schools, it was just difficult for me, um, to attend straight out of high school, a four-year university, um, took an intro to engineering class and thought, you know, civil engineering was the one for me. So long ended story, but that's, that's how I got to civil engineering. (laughs) That's awesome. And, uh, which discipline do you practice right now? What, what kind of area did you go into? I'm currently practicing transportation engineering. Um, I did uh, out of school work out of school for land development, which was general civil. And honestly, I recommend a lot of people to maybe start off in land development or at least general civil. I, I learned so much and has helped in the basis of my transportation engineering um, knowledge. So that's great. Yeah. Do you have any tips or advice for those just considering engineering in general and anything around, you know, accidentally discovering they like it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's, it's one of those things where I've talked to a lot of people also asking how do they find civil engineering. And I think through talking through them, a lot of people either had somebody who already worked in engineering or civil engineering as their parents, uncles, aunts, or something one another. So if you have somebody within your family, ask them some tips. Um, If not, I also heard a lot of people got into civil engineering because they were interested in construction or in architecture, which was really interesting um, because a lot of people that I've talked to also said, oh, if you like architecture, you want to build these buildings, you want to like, you know, construct these different things that you find beautiful throughout the world. Um, they kind of find that architecture is either one, really hard to get into, or two, there's just not many jobs. So that's where I recommend if you're interested in any of those possible topics, uh, I would say consider civil engineering, because that's how a lot of people that I know have stumbled upon uh, civil engineering themselves. And, you know, even if you don't like math and science, because I know that's something that I mentioned that I really like, and that's what helped me decide on civil engineering. Um I would say, you know, if you just like being able to help um, society in some way or another and also want to see, you know, something constructed because we literally live in a world built by civil engineers. So if you find that very interesting, you know, if it's okay if you're not good at math and science, it's a learning process. And even then, my day to day, I don't do intricate calculus, differential equations like you'll be okay. Just have to pass these classes. Get through the hoops. Get through the hoops, yeah. And I, I know that's a barrier for a lot of people who don't seem to, you know, enjoy, you know, math as much. But it because as you get uh, more comfortable, and if you get help, um, it actually is a not. It's not that bad. So that's I hope great. that doesn't stop anybody. Perfect. Great advice. I love hearing that. Um, really good tips on those trying to decide whether that's the area they want to go into. Um, could you describe maybe what your favorite project you've worked on so far? Has there been one that stands out? 
Yeah, actually, so I've been at this company that I currently work at for about four years. And what I've noticed with transportation projects as compared to land development projects, it takes a really long time for a lot of these projects to be constructed. Um, so I actually only have one project currently in construction that I've been involved in from the very beginning. Um, and I really enjoy that. That's currently my favorite project, mainly because it's almost complete. Um, nice. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to see from start to finish. And uh, again, transportation projects, I had no idea they take this long. <laughs> um, usually it takes about a year with land development projects. They're already done. But um, the reason why I say this project also is one of my favorites is because uh, it's a pedestrian undercrossing. So basically there's a current um, existing railroad track and there's an elementary school on one side and then residential commercial um, like buildings on the other side. And a lot of people are crossing these tracks because there's not a station right in front of it or, you know, relatively close by that people are just crossing it dangerously. And it, it you know, honestly, I feel scared for them, even though I don't see what's going on. But I, I've heard like many people are crossing that. So with a pedestrian undercrossing, this is a safe place, a safe way for people to just cross underneath the railroad tracks and not, you know, be in potential danger whatsoever. Um, so great. Yeah, um, I, I hope mo most people use it once it's constructed. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I hope they do. Um, I, I think it's neat. Uh, I wanted to go back to your point about, you know, civil engineers developing and creating infrastructure for people and mm -hmm. really what that what that does, you know, keeping people safe. Um, it's in the world all around us to the water we drink, the roads we drive on and pedestrian stuff, keep people keep people safe so i think that's a great great project you're working on it's fun fun to hear about it so um yeah. i have uh, another question you know as you've dived into civil engineering what has been an expectation or a myth that that you could bust or that people talk about engineers that maybe you could uh shed some light on yeah, uh, this one, I think it's kind of funny that I've stumbled upon um, as I got into social media. And I kind of noticed this also when I was in school, but a lot of other engineers would make fun of civil engineers saying we're the easiest major or easiest engineering major. I've and I want to, it's, <laughs> it drives me nuts. <laughs> Even though I have friends who are in other engineering majors and industries and they're they're fine it's just the other people who seem to think that they're so much smarter so much better just because they're not in the easy engineering major gotcha um so i want to bust that because you know i don't think it should be whether or not it's easy or hard there's a lot of people who struggle in all the engineering majors to begin with um, and it shouldn't be a comparison thing when we're trying to get more people into STEM to begin with. Right. right? I, yeah. I think that's just a little toxic. Um, and I think that we should stop saying those things, even though obviously I'm in the civil engineering, um, you know, easy engineering major when I don't think it's easy. It can be difficult for so many people. And saying that it's the easiest one makes a lot of people discouraged to even pursue it and, you know, I don't I don't think that's something we should be working together because without civil engineers, like even though they also joke about us being the targets, we literally support we are we are the reason why society is the way it is. We're the oldest engineering 
discipline and we're like the father of all engineering <laughs> so right. like, and that's what bothers me a little bit um and i've noticed that a lot sometimes also on social media where they're like oh like the, i should stop reading those comments on like other posts making fun of civil engineering but like i just have to defend us that's like... i love it that's great yeah, I I think all engineering is hard and you know, and people that dive into it like to distinguish what's easier and what's harder. It's all hard, you know, and you can go as deep as you want to go. So if you want to make a extremely hard, you know, go get go get that masters in something that's really deep and um it's all difficult. And when I agree with you and we need more people in in STEM and in engineering in general, um it's tough to see people um fight fight over those topics so I yeah totally and it's discouraged yeah it's very discouraging for people who are like oh i'm not good at math so i i don't want to be an engineer it's like well we should stop saying which is the easiest right yeah yeah i i totally agree that's a good myth to bust i'll have to search for social media posts and try to defend that more <laughs> yeah good idea so let's uh i i want to jump into uh you bring up social media and that's really how we kind of connected. You've got a fun social media presence. What was the inspiration behind you starting kind of your Instagram and, and social media about civil engineering? Well, I think it started sometime in 2019 where I found actually some other engineering accounts. And I thought this was really cool because I didn't see a lot of people who look like me or specifically civil engineering um, at the time. Like, again, how I mentioned how I stumbled upon civil engineering or engineering in general, I wanted more people to know about my industry or even just STEM. And what better way to connect with the younger generation than social media? So yep. that's kind of how exactly like how I'm still learning TikTok. Not the best at it. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if I I'm... have not dived into that one yet. I'll be honest. I, maybe I should, but it's, it's different. I'm still working on, it. I think I'm a little, you're, you're never technically too old for it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm still, I still feel a little old in that generation, but we'll just, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But that's kind of what started um, me getting into social media, just trying to share what my experience is is as a civil engineer, what my experience is as getting into this industry and how to hopefully promote more people to get into this industry. And it's it's been really great for the past couple of years um, being able to talk to students. And uh, one of my favorite interactions, I mean, there's I love all my interactions with the students and the people who have reached out to me, but one of my favorite interactions was uh, from students uh, in the Philippines. Uh, they had a project and they had to interview a civil engineer and they're all the way in the Philippines interviewing wow. me from the US because um, I'm Filipino and it just made me very happy because it's it's my culture, it's my background and and just being able to connect in that way just made me happy and being able to continue to do that is why I still do what I do. <laughs> Well, and it sounds like talking with you, you're very involved too. You're the president, right, of the local chapter, the ASCE. Mm -hmm. um, are there other um, memberships or areas that you're a part of where you've networked and tried to have grown that as well? 
Well, ASC is my main one. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been involved with ASC since I first transferred because I mentioned I started off in community college. Didn't know anything much about civil engineering still um, in community college. And then when I transferred over to my four-year university, I discovered ASC after my first or second semester of transferring. I was secretary and have been involved outside of or uh, after graduating college for the past six years now. Um, And so with civil engineering or uh, ASCE within my um, local chapter, it's a three-year term. So I did president-elect, president currently, and then I have one more year as a director. Um, But yeah, I've been involved for about six years out of college. And uh, besides that, I am also involved in WTS, which is the Women Transportation Seminar. Um, so I help out with the scholarship committee there. Uh, sometimes I also participate in APWA, which is the American Public Works Association. Wow. Um, You're busy. Been, yeah. And uh, sometimes I actually have upcoming, I, I've been partnering with um, at San Diego State, they have this program called Feminier Program. And so I've been partnering up with them for past couple of years and actually there's they have the flagship um, location at Cal Poly Pomona and uh, they have a feminine program so I'll be speaking at that in the next couple of weeks wow congratulations that's big thank you there you go <laughs> well you're so busy um, on some of your social media you talked about preparing for the PE exam one of the things I love um, you know paying attention to is kind of your candor on on social media, but you recently mentioned taking the PE exam. Could you describe your experience and maybe any tips that you would share with others preparing for that? Yeah, definitely. The thing is, it um, with preparing for this current uh, round for the PE, this will be my first time taking it in the new system um, because before it was pencil and paper. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be computer-based CBT. So I don't have exact tips because I haven't taken the computer base, but um, what I've been doing has been, uh, I've been taking a course this time around just to get a little bit more familiar and prepare myself for um, for the CBT. But generally what I have been doing to prepare is um, still preparing, a, uh, setting a binder of all the different topics that I need to study. I love tabbing um, my my binders and have it color coordinated per topic, um, highlighting throughout uh, the different um, sections, practicing problems. I think even though the test itself has changed in the way that they provide it, uh, the topics and the way that you study shouldn't really change too much. Um, but definitely practicing problems and going through the different references that they recommend and provide for you um, are some of the main things. And having a study schedule. So making sure that, you know, if you set the date for your exam by this date, you would want about three months in advance. And then how are you going to study? How many hours are you going to study for that? And just making sure that you know you keep bringing your you're keeping yourself accountable because it's different when you're in school and everyone has that set date and everyone is studying all at the same time. Whereas now, people are studying all different times, so it's kind of hard sometimes to find like a study group if you if you prefer studying in a group. That is true, and uh, I know you know 
at Civil Engineering Academy, we've kind of started stuff around that to help people prepare for those exams and definitely uh, the YouTube channels as well. So um, check those out if you're interested, but great tips on helping people study for this thing. Um, I know passing the PE is a big deal. And actually, one of the questions I get all the time is which which depth exam is the easiest? And I've done some videos on this. I mean, if you if you go look at um, just pass rates alone, typically, you know, water resources, transportation usually have higher pass rates. And but it's kind of going back to the engineering thing. Like none of them are easy. None of the exams are easy, and they're they're all difficult. But if I guess if you're looking for a little bit higher pass rates mm -hmm. historically, you know, maybe those two are ones to consider. So uh, anyway, good tips to share. Yeah. Um, uh, going back to your career and maybe people that are just starting that, um, what's something that you wish you knew at the start of, uh, of your career that you, that you know now? Well, it kind of relates back to your previous question as, uh, I wish I would have taken the FE while I was in school mm. and some some colleges, some universities require you to take it before even graduating. Um, unfortunately, I did not. And so it was a process for me to remember some topics because now I'm working full time and studying, um, which is a whole different thing to get used to. Um, I, I am currently trying to recommend to my intern and to new interns that are coming in, take your FE before you graduate. And I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have known that. Um, I don't think some of my professors really pushed it enough, which is unfortunate. Um, and I think it's even wow. harder for the students who had the pandemic, you know, who were studying virtually this entire time, yeah. or at least for at least the past two years. So now, um, even talking with my intern uh, who just recently graduated, there's a lack of people who have their e FE or EIT um, just in their senior year, which is surprising to me. And I'm I'm trying to really promote that and try to let you know more students know that they should be taking that or consider taking it before they graduate. Because once you graduate, once you get your full time job, it's completely different in the sense that you are no longer having this much time to study. You are now working 40 hours. And then after the 40 hours, if you're not used to that, you have to study. So yep. that's that's what I really recommend. And I, I wish I would have done myself. Um, but, you know, that's, that's life. And I still know people who graduated the same year as me who are still working on it. So it's... It's a difficult that... exam. I mean, mm -hmm. it's definitely not an easy one. Um, I I graduated from a school that required it like to get your to 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 graduate you had to pass the FE exam so there was a, you know additional pressure there to to get the thing done and I I remember when I was in school a lot of people would try to take it their junior year uh but you're kind of risk not knowing all the subjects that they test you on and so I think that's great advice to take it around your senior year um, and if you're waiting till after your career, it does get harder because, you know, you're treating it like a, another part time job to to study and prepare for again and uh, make just makes it harder when you're trying to find time for all of that. So good points. Um, 
I, I just uh, wanted to touch upon other things that, you know, you've got this fun, creative outlet where you're yeah. on social media, YouTubing and things of that nature. Um, do you have any tips for other engineers that want to explore that, whether it's uh, being more creative or um, maybe even career tips or things of that nature? Yeah, um, I guess what I would recommend is find find what makes you happy because the reason why I do it is because I really enjoyed posting or like taking pictures. I really enjoy documenting documenting the things that I do. So I think that's why it comes hand in hand for my creative outlet. I just love being able to uh, post or uh, take pictures and like really experience and show what's going on. Um, so if that's something that you also enjoy doing, if you really enjoy, you know, sharing what you do or, you know, you like, uh, just documenting in some way or another of what you do, I, I recommend just like getting started, honestly, just get started. Uh, you don't really need to know what you're doing when it comes to social media. I still don't really know <laughs> sometimes what I'm doing. Um, the algorithm, you know, it's it's one other thing that you just have to <laughs> somehow figure out. But uh, just having that creative outlet, um, you know, do what makes you happy. Do what you enjoy uh, because, you know, you never know what it might lead to kind of like how, you know, we found each other through um, social media, basically, and you just never know if you want to put yourself out there. I say go for it. Um, I knew I wanted to just do more than work, put my head down. Um, I, I wanted to do things that could make a difference in some way or another. It. You know, I, I've thought about that before, and I ended up creating a course to help engineers that want to find a way to be creative and and get it on the internet. And I started a website called engineer to entrepreneur, entrepreneur.net. And it kind of just walks people through what I do mm, in, in my cool. world. And if people are interested in that and trying to find a creative outlet as well, uh, whether it's taking something, you know, or creating an idea and getting it online and, um, you know, making it maybe a side side gig out of it. So uh, I think that's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to connect with, and it's fun to see what you're doing as well. So um, Vanessa, this has been really fun. Thanks for sharing these tips with us. Thanks for talking about your own journey. Um, is there a good place? What's the best place to, to check out your social media and your YouTube stuff? Where, where can they find you? Yeah. Well, if they want to find me, reach out to me, uh, you can definitely check out my Instagram at it's Vanessa. Uh, there's also a link or in the button description um, that you can reach me through email. And that's also another great way if you want me to um, answer any questions. If you're a student, uh, I think that's the best way to reach me. I don't really post too much on YouTube specifically. I did do um, YouTube interviews or try to do a day in my lives, but <laughs> that takes quite a lot of time, but I'll try to do more of those. Um, I'm starting to uh, post a little bit on TikTok and it's just very random. So I wouldn't say that's um, very specific, but sometimes I try to talk a little bit also about uh, engineering and STEM on TikTok. And I believe my username is slightly different there. It's, uh, it's underscore engineer Vanessa. So. Okay. Perfect. Well, we'll link all that in our show notes. Uh, people can find out and reach out to you. 
Uh, we definitely need more people in STEM. We're thankful for uh, all of our female engineers. We want definitely, I think, need more as well. There's just a huge need for engineers in general. So go check out everything, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. So, Vanessa, thanks for jumping on, and uh, let's connect again in the future. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great chatting with you. All right, see ya. Bye, Isaac. Like-